0: God's good. He supplies. That's why today's message more about what can you count on? Well, what can you know for a fact? All right? We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, because... As I read the passages, as I, as I outline the passages, as I, I seek to understand what God is revealing to us of Himself. Remember, the Word of God is the revelation of God Himself to us. And so as we study the Word of God, what we get a glimpse of, what we, what we see in the Word of God is God Himself. And so, uh, we've been calling the messages, uh, the object of our faith, and, and, and now we've got a new, th- these are new now, because now they've got scripture on the back to kind of give you the focal point of it that, uh, uh, you know, we get to, we get to follow after Jesus. And so I'm excited about what God's doing as we make our way through Hebrews. Hope you're studying, hope you're reading, hope you're praying about it. So let's read Hebrews chapter 2, 14 to 18. Here we go. Now, Since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. All right, pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you, God, that indeed you are showing us yourself. God, you want us to know you better. God, you want us to draw near to you. God, you want us to abide in your presence. God, you want us to reach out and cry out to you. And and God, I'm so grateful for what you've shown us, but what you teach us as we study your word. Because God, you have indeed shown us yourself. And so God, as we, God, help us to pay attention. God, help us to see that which we would not see ordinarily. God, we pray by your Spirit that you would fill us up in a way, God, that we would be able to understand our Heavenly Father, our joint heir, Jesus. And God, your Spirit that fills us and empowers us and and guides and convicts. God, help us to see you today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen one other thing i meant to mention this morning is uh two things well let me mention this to you i know this is like more announcements don't forget these cards this is how you can communicate with us fill these out if you want to get the daily uh, devotional gathering in the words you can check that little box or if you want to get the right now media link check that box you drop these cards in the white boxes by the door uh want to give by envelope those envelopes are in the backs of the seat this is a, a an opportunity for you if you're interested in and, and it's entitled just uh, explore homeschooling it's a workshop that's going to be held saturday here uh, curious about or currently homeschooling need support need help it's just an opportunity to find some help um marianne or some of y'all know marianne marianne was homeschooling before homeschooling was cool Uh, And so uh, she and I met a few weeks ago, and she said she'd really like to just get homeschoolers, homeschool families together and just talk and find out what resources and helps that she might be able to provide. And so that's an opportunity. They've got this information out at the desk out there. Last thing. You ready? Joy's back. (laughs) Joy moved away from us a few years ago, but she's come back to, to worship with us this morning, and that's exciting. What do we we know? What do we know about... Well, no, let's just ask this question in general. What do we know about anything? Right? I mean, you look at the world around you. Is there anything that we can count on anymore? I mean, I I look at stuff around. I go, okay. You know what? If I, I'm going to just use a very simple illustration. If I drive to this gas station, I know it's going to be the cheapest. (laughs) No, it's not. They'll jack it up 10 cents just because it's Thursday. Right? I mean, what can we count on? Well, as we study the book of Hebrews, there's some things that we can count on. Well, first of all, we, I, I've shared with you, we're not really sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. There are some people who are convinced. might be Paul. Some say it could be Barnabas. Some say Apollo. Some say it could be some collection of them. Uh, Eli threw out one to me yesterday. What if it's Paul writing to James? I was like, where did you get that from? He said, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so so we're not really sure. I mean, there are some people that are heavily under the conviction that it's Paul. There are other scholars who look at the Greek and all that and say, yeah, I don't think so. Who's the audience? The audience is obviously uh, a people who are knowledgeable and familiar with Hebrew culture and history. But there are obviously Christians who have trusted Jesus, but there seems to be some question as to uh, uh, what are they holding to? Are they holding to their Christian faith? Or are they looking forward to going back to a Hebrew standard of law and rules and all that? Now, so so the writer is saying, look, Jesus is it. Je- Jesus is superior. Jesus is the, the end all be. The, Jesus is the superior message of God to us. Nothing that you've known in the past, nothing that you've known before, is, is what Jesus is. The the, the book of Hebrews teaches us these things. God has spoken. God spoke through prophets. God spoke through angels. But in these days, God has spoken through His Son, who is heir of all things. He is the creator. He is the sustainer of all God's creations. He is the, the radiance of God's glory. He is the exact expression of the essence of God, you see? And so when we look at, at the book of Hebrews, what we're going to keep coming back to is Jesus. We're going to run over here and take a look at that. come back to Jesus. We're going to talk about angels and come back to Jesus. We're going to talk about uh, the... Te- and, and, and we're going to do that all the way through. Because Jesus is superior in every way. Jesus, the Christ, is the one and only God-man... Who could accomplish the purpose, plan, and and the progress, progression of God's redemptive story, plan, and purpose going back to the fall? Jesus is king, which means he's just. And as a just king, guess what he has to do? He has to punish sin. If he's going to be just, there has to be punishment. But guess what? Jesus is the only one that has the authority to also be the high priest. So you've got Jesus who is king and high priest who is able to give us justice, but also mercy. Because if you look at the Old Testament, you look at the story of the Hebrew people, you've got a just God and yet he kept, he kept giving mercy for sin. So he's not just if he's giving mercy. If he's not punishing sin, then he's not just. But he established the system of the priesthood and the sacrificial system and all that sort of thing. Well, Jesus comes along and Jesus is both God. He is both high priest. He is both man. He is God. He is king. He is high priest. And so he is just and yet he is merciful and we see God's grace. What's the point? The point is Jesus is the faithful. Highest priest in God. So in this passage, what does it say? Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. You see, at creation, God gave dominion over his creation To man. He said, you know, you're to exercise dominion. And yet, man failed. Handed dominion. Handed an authority over God's creation. To the adversary. To the devil. See? He he, he forfeited his dominion. But man was given sort of that ambassador rule over God's creation to to rule in God's place. And and yet he forfeited that rulership to the devil. And so so, uh, so that God's plan is to take that back. See, this is all in here. I mean, it's complex. And I had to study really hard to be able to give you this summary. But you see, man forfeited his dominion, and and yet in order for God to, to give man that dominion back, the devil has to be defeated. But you know what? We can't defeat the devil. Mankind can't defeat the devil. Only God can defeat the devil. So God had to become man to accomplish the devil's defeat. You see? God had to become man. To recover that dominion and give it back to mankind. So Jesus destroys the devil. He destroys the devil's hold over death. And I love this sentence right here. where It's, it's a long sentence. It just runs on and on and on. They tell me in English. <laughs> it sounds like Paul it does. It is similar. Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these. All right, so Jesus, the humanity... Of Jesus. Uh, uh, In the first chapter we see Christ, Christ, Christ. In the second chapter we see Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Christ always pointing to his kingship. Jesus always reporting to his humanity. So that through his power he might destroy the one holding the power of death. That's the devil. And listen to this. And free those who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. We've been freed, and and Scott just sang about that up here. I've been freed and forgiven. I'm not going back. Right? Isn't that that, what you... That's it, see? Jesus frees God's family. Jesus frees mankind. See, Romans, I think it's somewhere around chapter 6 or so, it says that we are enslaved to sin and death. See, and Jesus frees us. How does he free us? He frees us by destroying the devil. Now, guess what? The devil's still kind of doing his thing. He's not ultimately destroyed yet, but he will be. His head will ultimately be crushed under the foot of of Jesus, you see? And that's the promise going all the way back to Genesis. And so what do we have? And and, and folks, I'll be honest. I'm sitting here going, oh, wow, wow. You know, our world can be upside down, but I'm asking the question, what can I count on? Here's what I can count on. God has proclaimed it. God has established it. God has accomplished it. God who sits outside of time says, yes, this is how it works. I've told you before that the Old Testament and the New Testament, the book of Hebrews kind of is the hinge that holds all this together. It is the revelation of God and his work and his plan through Son, heir, king, priest, Jesus. He's the one that accomplished all this stuff. He's freed us. And and then this phrase right here. Who were held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. Y'all, we live in a world that is... (laughs) This is just the way it's going to come out. We live in a world that's scared to death of death. I mean, just like we're doing everything that we can not to go there or to, to somehow avoid death. And, and can I just go ahead and tell you? <laughs> Nothing works. It's a
1: terminal ending,
0: folks. I didn't do anything to it this time. Yeah. Where's Jennifer's microphone? i popping again. I put my new mic on, and now it's broke again. You see? And so I look around, and I go, guess what? You know, I mean, I, I remember as a kid, they always said to me, said, you know, only only things you can count on are death and taxes. Right? Remember that, y'all? And then somebody threw in the smart aleck comment, and taxes until you die. Right? You see, I mean, I mean, Jesus frees us from the fear of that. And I, I try to tell people all the time, why do we fear death? If we would pay more attention to the promises of God, the hope of God, the things that God has guaranteed for us and has revealed to us through His Word and through His Son and by His Spirit, then we don't have a fear of that. That doesn't mean we're going to run into it. I means so I'm not looking up and I go, oh, death, oh, yeah, here, I'm going uh, you know. But I mean, the point is, is I don't have to fear it because I've been released from that fear. He goes on to say, for it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels. Now see, this is that differentiation between the angels and mankind. Y'all know we live in a culture that just loves angels. In the Old Testament, you see the angels delivering the message of God to God's people. But every time you see an angel deliver a message of God, you know, what he's del- you know what he says? He proclaims God. He proclaims who God is. He proclaims the way God works. He proclaims God's judgment. He proclaims God's mercy. He proclaims the things of God. But we live in a culture that likes to talk about angels going, oh, you can be your own God. Just watch afternoon talk shows. Right? Oh well, and 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 then we put it in the movies, right? And and I was listening to one preacher this week. And he was talking about. It. He said, "Man, he said, if you pay attention, to what I say, uh, I didn't know." He he went to a whole list of all these people who said, "Well, I wrote this book because an angel gave it to me. Uh I, I wrote this script for this movie because an angel uh, appeared to me." He went through this whole list. He said, you know what? He said, and in all of those, none of those angels proclaimed God and God's purpose and God's justice. As a matter of fact, a lot of the angels that we see in pop culture today say, oh, there is no God. You're your own God. There is no judgment. There's no punishment for judgment. You know what? When I hear those kind of things, I think to myself, I think, oh, yeah, but didn't a third of the angels become demons? There's a whole lot of demonic influence in our culture today, y'all. People paying attention to angels, but the wrong ones. God didn't reach out to help angels. God didn't send Jesus to redeem angels. God sent Jesus to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way. Remember last week I said, he is not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. He had to be like us in every way so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God to make atonement for the sins of the people. What did he do? He became like us. He was was tempted just like us. And and that unfolds a little later in the book of Hebrews. But the idea is is that Jesus had to be like us so that he could defeat us. Satan, because only God can defeat Satan, but he had to be man to defeat Satan, he had to be man to to take back God's dominion, you see, for since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted, Jesus joined with us, see, Jesus became like us. Here's what I love about it, and I I forget who I heard say this. Jesus joined with us in humanity so we could join with him in eternity. He gave us victory, y'all. Yeah, I look around at gas stations and gas prices because I drive a lot these days. I go, man, what, what? you know what I used to could count on? I used to could count on South Carolina having gas prices 25 cents lower than North Carolina. It's not happening now. Matter of fact, South Carolina's gas prices were higher than North Carolina's this past week. Thinking, what happened? I used to could count on just getting across the line and saving about $2.50 because my car only holds 10 gallons, so. What can we count on? What can you know? Here's what we know. We know that that God has spoken. We know that God has revealed Himself as Father, as Son, by His Spirit. See, the the, the uh, remember I preached out of First Acts one one time, and and I showed you, i do this every time I like. It's funny to me, uh, Christ, and I call it Jesus the Christ because Christ is the Greek word for the Old Testament Messiah or, or, or the reference to the Messiah, the God's promised one, God's anointed one. And so, so Jesus Christ, and we, we use it and you see it in Scripture like it's a first name and a last name, and that's fine. But, but the point is, is that he is, he is God's salvation, the Messiah. That's what His name represents. And we can know that. We can trust that. We can put our hope in that, you see? And so, 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 when I, I look around at the world that is falling apart, folks, the world around us is falling apart, what can I know? I can know that God has a plan and a purpose for His creation, for the redemption of His creation. He has a plan and a purpose for the redemption of mankind. He has a plan and a purpose for me. See? And so, how do I I get in the middle of that? How, How do I live that out? How do I abide in that revelation of God? See? How do I dwell there? How do I walk in that identity that God has given us in Jesus Christ? See when I study through this and and this is the end of chapter two so so next week we'll be jumping into chapter three and 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 then it just continues to to amplify these messages. Chapter One and Chapter Two kind of present the 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 the, the going forward. Get into chapter 3, 4, 5, 6 up to about chapter 9 and we start to see that, that the, the writer is unfolding this failure on the part of God's people to recognize who Jesus was and is. And so we get about three, about four warnings in here that tell us don't miss Jesus like God's people did. Don't rebel because of unbelief. Don't be selfish. Don't be self-centered. Don't go off on your own plan because your own plan is going to lead to death. Okay? Recognize who Jesus is. Recognize what God has done. Know that you know that you know that Jesus is Messiah, Son, Savior, Creator, Sustainer. Jesus, the very exact essence of God, wherein we recognize God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and know that He has revealed Himself to us. You know, I, I'm glad you're here this morning. I see some first-time folks here. I'm glad y'all are here. Yay! We'll be back next week, so you come too. Well, my point in that is this. There's a lot of you folks that I like a lot. I'd love to hang out with you. Let's go get a cup of coffee because I drink coffee all day long. Right? But to be perfectly honest, transparent in this, I'd rather spend time with God. Please don't be offended by that. I just want to spend time in God's presence. I just want to praise Him. I want to be still and know God I just want to be there. I want to sit on his lap in his swivel rocker. Right? I just want to be close to God. See, that's what I can know. In a world where gas prices have gone through the roof and I don't know who to trust on the television and I don't know who to trust in the street anymore. What can I know? I can know that Jesus is victory. Jesus is my victory. Jesus is really the only victory. And that's what we can know today. Okay? If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. I want you to receive the salvation that only Jesus can give us. I want you to trust Him. I want you to live Him. Live Jesus in the world because guess what? The world needs Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus, you need Jesus. Pray with me. Father, thank You for this day, a day that You've given us to rejoice and be glad in You. And I thank You, God, that Your Word is clear. You are faithful and true. And You've shown us what we could not know otherwise. God, we are finite. You are infinite. God, You have revealed Yourself through Your Word in creation through the body of Christ. God, we can know things that even the angels can't know. So God, help us to pay attention. And if there's even one here this morning that hasn't trusted Jesus, that doesn't, doesn't know that if this were it, they'd spend eternity with You, then God, my prayer would be they'd meet they'd meet Jesus this morning. They'd know You, Jesus. They'd surrender to You. God, as we sing, I pray that we'd respond to You. God, if there are those that want to be a part of what You're doing here at the gathering, then let them come on down. And we just want to serve You. We want to be near You. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.